Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! But you know, Andrew, the world is not an innocent place any longer. Since, well, I would say since the dawn of time, personally. Okay. Yeah. But that's just me. I'm a little bit of a cynic sometimes. It's that is pretty cynical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't have. I don't trust. I have trust issues. Oh, okay. And that makes me a cooler. That's my identity now. I have trust issues. Uh-huh. But but I don't think that's a, a, a bad thing because I do think the world is full of bad people. Okay. Do you agree or do you disagree? <sighs> are there bad people in this world? Probably yes. Yeah. Who do you think are some of the most evil villains that you can think of, Andrew? Do you have any? Do you have any ideas of like? Sure. I. Uh, you know. Um. Murderers. Mm. Anyone's uh, in particular. Uh, yeah. Not one you're sitting across the room from. No, I mean, Wait, what? hypothetically. Have you murdered somebody? That's, I, I'm not a cop. I don't have to answer that question. Because you're not a cop? I'm not a cop. I don't think you understand how that works. I don't think you know the right questions to ask, and I, I plead my case. You plead your case? I plead my case. Not and plead I'm tired, I'm going to go arrest. Okay. No, that's you have a very vague understanding of the legal uh, system. Andrew, I'm so tired from being up <laughs> all night digging holes for oh any God. reason that anything. I'm not even going to ex- really have to explain why. I think I think blankly, yes, you are a bad person. Mm. Yeah. Did I ask that question? Yeah, kind of. You said you said is a murderer in the room with you, and I that was the question about murderers or bad people. No, you just went straight person. to bad da- bad people. Well, you think I'm a bad facto. person? I can think of plenty more bad people. And really? I think that's what we should do is we count down the top 10 villains in video game history this week on the Retrograde Podcast. When number are you? 69. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to the Retrograde Video Game Podcast, where this week we get the blueprints to how to live our lives from our favorite video game character. Oh, wow. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an instruction manual. It wow. is It is a manifesto is what I like to call it. Wow. My name is Andrew Baskin. With me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey, the mustache twirling oh. villain, Aaron Ward. Very good. One of your better ones. Absolutely. Yes. Is that uh, one of my better ones? I'm absolutely being nice to you. Okay. Well, you shouldn't. No. I'm a villain. So are you going to be a villain this whole episode? Andrew, I don't try to be a villain. Yeah, he's the bad boy of podcasting, this everybody. This is just the life that's been bestowed upon me. Exactly. You wouldn't understand. Yes, it's not like, like do I choose my eye color today? No, you. that is who you are. Well, if you wear contacts, you could. <laughs> you idiot. Right. Checkmate. This is what I got to deal with Checkmate. all day. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yes. You know what's so funny? This is so not different than a normal episode. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to be bad this time. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. You're still kind of an asshole most of the time. I am kind of an asshole. I am Mike Aaron with you are Andrew Baskin. Yes. We are the two greatest video game journalists you've never heard of. And this week we're going to count down the top 10 video game villains yep. in history. And this is history. All history. Kubla Khan. <laughs> you know, the video game he was in. Yeah. Oh, maybe so Romulans. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there were like, mm-hmm. ah, man, how do I salvage this? Yeah. Do you think there were like versions of video games that existed in like Roman times that weren't video games? They were just like, like Dungeons and Dragons style campaigns that people would play out. Oh. Not, not virtually or digitally, like obviously. Like make believe or hmm. like a Yeah, game. but to them it was real. Yeah, but to them it was very real. It's very real. A little too real, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and they would tear down their heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there was a Roman Comic-Con? Like, you know. Comic, we- Comic-Con sounds like a Roman emperor. Emperor Con? Or maybe uh, a Mongol emperor. Yeah, Mongol Comic-Con. emperor. Con? Yeah, yeah. Like Kubla's brother? <laughs> 
Who could forget where Comic Con was, where they took over? <laughs> you know, Comic Con used to drink the blood of his enemies. He did. Did you know that when Comic Con was in his reign? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite version of a person yeah. to imitate is the one who gets so excited that they stick their neck out and look up and to the right when they're telling stories. Did you know? Because they have trouble with eye contact. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about oh, that. Oh, I know. Just like that we've really hit on the one topic. That person's been quiet all night. <laughs> and just they hit on the one topic. They're like, I know a lot about this. Yes. You're like, you're like did you know? Like, let's go back to that thing we were just talking about. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the exact. That's that's the the followers of Comic-Con. Comic-Con, yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, and Do you know we're all like 10% of the human population is uh, a descendant Why are you looking up to the right when you say this? <laughs> Just something I know and I want to talk about it. You brought it up and now I can't stop talking about Comic-Con. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk about people like Comic-Con uh -huh. in video games. Because they're both week. imaginary and evil. That's true, Andrew. Checkmate. <laughs> right back at you. Oh, I understand. Chess. Here's are we allowed to choose video game characters who are based on real characters, real, real villains? Like, would okay. you what if you choose civilization and you pick Gandhi? <laughs> well, because he's notoriously a very okay, aggressive. Well, there goes number four, but yeah, no. that's fine. No, 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 oh, no, Jesus no. Christ. No, that's funny. I didn't think about that. Uh I trust me, I so desperately wanted to do this. You know, if if you're new to this podcast, sometimes we do lists and we're gonna be listing yes. the top ten villains, just like Mikey was saying. And sometimes I so often want to throw a pick in there that's like Makes you think. Yeah. Ooh, tap on uh -oh. my skull a couple of times. And Andrew is literally tapping his skull right now. Yeah. He's peeled back his scalp. Yeah. He's just tapping that and that's skull. And that's how like, pretty. <laughs> Actually, not, it's not as scary for me because it's like, <laughs> everyone has a good idea what my scalp looks like that's being true. a bald man. Uh, bald man. Bald man. Yeah. Unlike a bald win. Yes. Put that gun down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> aim that at me. No. They, well, yeah, Alex is Alex's famous words. Like, I'm going to shoot everyone on set. <laughs> What's like, happening with that, by the way? Uh, they dropped the charges. They did. Just a couple days ago. In Honestly, a hilarious Instagram, po Instagram post where like uh, Alec Baldwin is like hugging his daughter and his wife is like, you know, like uh, innocent or something like that. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? What is with people having charges dropped and posting one word things on what social was the media? other one? Justice by Justin Roiland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Same I, thing. I, did we mention this on the podcast? Because mm. we talked about a uh, uh, actually next week's episode. We're going to be doing a similar version to the episode that I'm about to reference, mm. where we take a look at all the best video game uh, franchises and we match them up randomly with new styles of video games, new genres. Create and we talked games. about how what we create new games. We create new games, and that yeah. we are nothing if not creators. We are creators. We are creators. Content creators. Better than our creator. Mm -hmm. 100. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Um, and we referenced, you know, who would be a good writer for a game that we were talking about. And we said, you know, what would be great. Justin Roiland. Yeah. He would have been th this. He would have been perfect for this. Yeah. And we recorded that about like a week or two in advance. <laughs> and in the middle of that, of Justin course. Roiland, everything came out and there was no way to edit around it because we kept referencing it. <laughs> we're like that was a great idea about Justin Roiland. Seems like an all around good dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I We have to record some some stuff in advance coming up in the next couple months. Yeah. And I want to once an episode predict a death of a famous celebrity. Mm. I just want. Why don't we just make that? A, I just, oh, just an every week thing. See yeah. if we've got a week for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call our shots on who's going to die. I, it would suck if one of us was really good at it. If yes, if we became like okay, so I'm fascinated by uh, retirement homes. Often have like a, a cat that can predict death. We, Do you know about this? What? So they, they usually have pets of Is some kind. Is this like the octopus that can predict the World Cup winner? Yeah, it's kind of it's very similar, except it's a darker path <laughs> okay. that the cat took than the octopus, who could have obviously 
in my mind, that's the curse of being like a, a wretched gambler is that he got uh, sent to an octopus's body where you can't gamble, <laughs> yeah, but you know exactly yeah. how it's going to go. So often retirement homes have like animals that like are uh -huh. support animals sure. and uh, you know, whatever. The problem is, is a cat is looking for a warm body that moves the least. <laughs> And so they, cats can often predict death because they're just hanging out by the person that moves the least. The problem is if you woke up and you saw that cat on your like chest, you're like, oh yeah. Oh no. Oh shit. It's coming? Oh this, shit. The face of the cat is telling me this? The last time an animal did something I didn't like, Germany lost the World Cup finals. <laughs> yes. I'm never going to forgive that eight-legged freak. I think about that eight-legged freak a lot. Mm -hmm. Arm, yeah. Okay. Brain. Yeah, I mean there are brains in each of its tentacles. You're a so. big, you're a big octopus. Guy. I love octopus. This is not even a joke. You just no, no, I octopus. fucking love them. They're yeah. great. I wouldn't be surprised. This is you're not going to believe me when I say this. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this with all earnesty. This is peeling back the curtain. This is not me playing a character. I would not be surprised if we somehow found out that octopus were from another planet, that they like crashed on an asteroid, and the seed of their life. Okay. Not that they visited us in airplanes okay. or, you know, spacecraft. Yeah, space airplanes. Yeah. Airplanes. Yeah. But like if they What do you call those things? They travel <laughs> in space? Airplanes. <laughs> if they if they if they came here as like frozen in uh, an asteroid and the right. seeds of their life were planted on Earth. It's funny you say this because uh I I got drunk the other night and uh, my player Big surprise. Yeah, I know. Big lush over here. Wow. My player one goes, I knew you're drunk because you were trying to explain the plot of Planet of the Apes. And, and described that if, so in that movie, the apes are running the earth, right? Uh -huh. And they don't As think, they and they don't think humans uh, are audible because it's been generations without them talking, right. right? And all of a sudden, Charlton Heston, a person from, that traveled in an airplane yes. from yes. another planet, yes. crashed in there yes. and then goes, hey, get your hands off of me. And they're like, what the hell? And I supposedly am describing this to people who could not care less and going like, it's like if we picked up an octopus one day and they're like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, oh my God, <laughs> what? The hell is going on? <laughs> we just make you revisit everything you think you know. You know what I mean? Would you ever eat sushi again if one octopus spoke? No, I think if it's audible, I think I would have real trouble if it like formed words. Queen's English, of course. Queen's uh, course. Yeah, if I start seeing Urdu, I'm like, nope, kill nope, it, eat nope. it, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Um, but yeah, obviously he speaks the Queen's English. Then I'm like, uh oh, we got to revisit this. So one one octopus saying, let's a phrase or just a word. Hello. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah. What if what if it said like, why isn't there a straight Pride Month? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, crap! It's a divisive octopus. Let's keep eating. Where's up. men's pride? And you're like, oh no, no, but that is true. Yeah. Why, like why are all of a sudden that octopus is our new best friend? It yeah. runs for office. Yeah, this honestly, is a Black Mirror episode. I think that we're oh, describing. the three hours he would have on Rogan would be tremendous. <laughs> Just smoking eight joints and talking to him. Eight joints, eight different tentacles. We don't need to keep talking about okay, octopus sorry, yes. because we have. Uh, not, It'll probably come up in the future. It probably will. <laughs> not eight, but ten mm. great things to talk about over the next little bit. It's ten. Andrew's giving me the thumbs up. Nice. He really like so that smooth. transition. Um, uh, smooth, just like an octopus's. Gills? Skin? Skin? Airplane? <laughs> Airplane? I don't know. No, we're going to go over the top 10 greatest villains. Before we get to our lists, Andrew, this is not a draft. We are not waging war against one another. It, you know, it's funny, though, you're saying that because I was thinking about how this is just a list we can come up with whatever we want. Uh -huh. But such it's one of our broader talk, topics we've had. Yeah. Sometimes it's been, you know, like favorite level of a specific game sure. or whatever. And sure. then it's like, well, there's only so many levels to choose from. Yep. This is so wide that I wonder how much overlap we're going to have. Well, they they talked about, they are our listeners, uh, uh, when we they, posted the top 
10. Hey, they're those outside right now. <laughs> talked about when we posted our top 10 protagonists episode. Yeah. Are they here the, with us right now? Um, some of them are. Okay. In spirit. Mm-hmm. I can hear them. I download our podcast, so I guess I am. A listener. Yeah. I listen to each episode three times probably yeah probably yeah, right yeah, yeah you do um the the uh, no when we listed top we, we we posted the top 10 protagonists episode uh the number one comment was you need to do this but with villains really and i think that's just the general conceit that villains are always more interesting than mm-hmm. heroes except i guess now we've gotten to this realm of like the anti-hero you know how much of a hero is kratos you know is, yeah. is he a good protagonist or without atreus would he just kind of fuck off to uh, Fimble Winter or whatever. The, I'm there. I'm just picking at words that I sounded remember. good. <laughs> yeah. Fimble Sound- Winter is the thing that came upon their land. I think. Oh, okay. And I don't remember the name of their land. But do, but do you agree with that? Do you think it's it's easier to write a compelling villain than it is a compelling hero? And if so, why? I would say so. Yes, I think it's really tough to be naturally good and make it interesting. I yeah. think I think that gets very boring very fast when he's like, I don't think so. We need to do this. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, all right, yep. great. You know, whatever. I remember actually very clearly, a very not a controversial person, Joss Whedon, when he was talking about Captain America <laughs> and when he did Avengers. And he was yeah. just like, how the fuck do you write for Captain America? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. funny enough, he became one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's so much easier to be like, Iron Man, where you're sure. like, oh, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? No, he's out for himself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's a lot, you know, I'm going to name like famous things, but like Tony Soprano or Walter White or, sure. or Don Draper, these kind of like, oh, they're not good guys. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. Or the anti-hero. Uh, yeah, of course that's more interesting, right? But isn't it, is it, is it necessarily more interesting or is it just easier to be compelling? Because you talk about mm, Captain America yeah. being everyone's favorite. The counterpoint would be, even Captain America as the good Captain America that we see in the MCU, he's still every other protagonist. He's yeah. he's out there. He's he's got a missing love. Yeah. It's all about the good. He's always got he's got a principle. He's got to live by. He very seldom has to like make the bad or, or does decide to make a decision to do something wrong. And that is a placeholder for like every protagonist. If there is a gray area that they live in, it feels like the potential options for character traits is expanded that much more. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's totally fair. And I agree. I think it's, I think having choice means that when they're presented with, uh, with the choice or with the decision, yeah. they could do either. Yes. And that's, what's more compelling. Whereas like, I have a pretty good idea what Captain America's going to say. Yeah. I have a pretty good idea. I of can what, do this all day. Yeah. Cause that's what he's probably going to say. Yeah. And he's like, that's America's ass. And, <laughs> uh, and at this point he's like, kind of like Mr. He's like fantastic four guy or Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic, right? No, fantastic four guy. Fantastic four. Reed Richards. Fantastic four guy. Oh yeah, right. Is John Krasinski can be Fantastic Four guy. Fantastic Four guy. Do you think so? I hope so, but I hope he is Fantastic Four guy as like uh, someone who has been blown in half. Right. Yeah. You know, he's a zombie Fantastic Four guy. <laughs> that was how he died, right? In Multiverse of Madness. I think he was shredded into like a million pieces, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Wow. What a talk about Oprah's book list. Yeah, hundred percent. What about? I just keep thinking about Fantastic Four Chan, and I can't. Oh, what do you think about that? I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll figure I, out the context afterwards. Uh, <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Write that down. We'll write that down. talking about it. We'll yeah, use yeah. it. I yeah. don't know what it, you know. What about uh, Fast 8 Chan? Like Fast so, 8? What's Fast 8? Isn't that the Fast and the Furious? Oh, is that was that one of the movies was Fast 8? Andrew, you're the Fast and the Furious fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, even a scholar like me, you know, I'm currently <laughs> working on my PhD 
from Famia University, and uh, and it's it's really it's tough. It's dense. The the old books are so dense. These they days. they are they are getting intense. Um, yeah, but yeah. So like you don't know the decision they're they're going right. to make, and so that gives you so many more opportunities to be surprised and compelled by the character. Yeah, right. So there's a million ways, just like there's a million little pieces on Oprah's book list, yeah. or a million ways to die in the West, a famous mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane movie. Uh, it, the one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. <laughs> uh, there's a million ways you can fall for a villain. You know, mm-hmm. even though they're doing bad things, sometimes you have a respect for them. Yep. Sometimes you enjoy seeing them. Sometimes you like, sometimes you agree with them. What are the sorts of traits mm-hmm. and qualities that you leaned on in order to make this list for yourself? So it is our list. You know what I mean? So you're obviously going to be a little bit biased to the stuff that you really liked or were. Our, con- our as in each of ours. Yes. Yeah. My in, list and your list. Yeah. Separately. And of course, classically, we do not talk about them. We, uh, we never would. We are only revealing these now to each other. Yes. Um, Just like on our wedding night one day. Um, <laughs> is is that I obviously the games that I really liked or felt attached to those lists are going to be a little bit okay, higher. Sure. Those things are gonna be a little higher. If you, if not, then you have to be like remarkable and stand out in some way. Video games are usually littered with, you know, tens of characters and, you know, and villains, especially, especially in like old video games are like per level villains. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah and yeah. so like, they're very dispensable. Like yeah. they're just, well, now done with that guy. Let's go. I know new video games with continuous storylines that last tens of hours, dozens yep. of hours. You know, that's a little bit easier to get attached to one. Yeah. But sometimes the design or the voice or the character or something that they do will stand out with you. And I have a few of those on my list as well. Yeah. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's as simple as the performance of the mm. person in that, that role. Sometimes it's the quirkiness. I had, I had a few things. They can either be like villainous, like flat out evil, you know, respect to those who are just have their, oh. their villainous mind, like almost like the good guy always has to do the good. The villainous person always has to do always. the villainous. Sometimes I have a respect for a, a, a villain that's been written in that way. Uh, sometimes they're lovable in mm. some way. I've given some, some uh, credence to that. Sometimes they're redemptive. I think yeah. a redemptive arc can go a long way to make me fall for a villain. Uh, sometimes they're they're horrifying, like scary. Mm. And I think there's some credit that I would give there. And sometimes they're just memorable. And that could yeah. be the voice yeah. acting. It could be the 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 design. mocap, yeah. the design, could be mechanics. Mm. There's there's a a million different ways that I could that I could rate these. And I will say there was one game or one franchise that at one point in time had four entries on my list. I have a good idea because there was one game there was one game that had a bunch on mine too. I, I bet you were talking about the same I bet you one. Are. I won't bring it up until the first time or you that one of our villains that that a villain from that game pops up on the list. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because I tried to also spread it around as much as I could as well. But I would say the other one too is that as evil as some of these people can be, yeah. I like to think of myself as a good guy. Mm. Right. I hate thinking you that way. Really? Yeah. It turns you on? No, it really actually boils my blood oh. and makes me want to do mean things. Oh, no. Yeah. We really are a hero villain oh. archetype right here. But is it sometimes I Except see that I'm somehow the vo- the boring villain. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. Hmm. That makes me happy. And therefore that I'm makes a good me boil. <laughs> that makes me want to take prisoners. Um, <laughs> but sometimes the villains plot make is when they make a compelling argument for it saying I'm a good yes. guy, but yet they do something. You're like, oh, he's got a point. Yes. Like the I, Killmonger. The Killmonger. Well, yeah. The hundred yeah. percent, you know, like how many people were with Thanos, you know, like, yeah, ah, you know, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that is also a compelling thing as well. So that, that, that made some credence on my list as well. hundred percent. Yeah. When you say how many people were with Thanos, you mean like how many people decided to fight for his cause? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think interesting. The, I've actually never thought about it that way. Yeah. The other people were like, you know what? This guy's got something. Yeah. And well, it, now, it's did it. he compel them Moxie. to do it? Mm-hmm. Or did he 
did he compel them to like did he force them to fight with him or did he convince them to mm. by merit of his of his plan well i think there's a few that definitely like signed up voluntarily yeah like the children of thanos those yeah those three big baddies the big baddies yeah yeah uh and oh, i used to know one of their oh ebony ma there mm. you go he's like the the He's the one that fought Doctor Strange that can move things around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, scary. Yeah. Like cool. that guy. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the other guys. Uh, and the rest. And the rest <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think everyone else is like, you got to sign up or you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Who I, I Listen, as long as I'm on the right side. Did any of his army good disappear? They must have. They must, That's the price of did business. Did he know that he wasn't going to? He soon knew. That's an interesting point. Did he ever know that he wouldn't be one of the people that got Ooh. snapped? If he knew that there was a chance he would Whoa. go, then a lot of, I, that's a pretty honorable thing to do, yeah, actually. seriously. Like, it's like, uh, you know, you're signing up for the Haley Bob Comet uh, uh, cult, and you're like, I'll be the first to drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> I will. I will. It's okay. It's, I'm going to show you guys. Uh, glug, 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 side of his face, just beside over like, his why shoulder. Why are you drinking that gauntlet? Oh, I, <laughs> maybe the gauntlet protected him, though. Uh, yeah. Is that, so powerful? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm sure nobody will tell us what the right answer to that is. <laughs> <laughs> the exact type of comment we hate receiving. Yes, exactly. Uh, it is. If you if you hear this and you're looking up to the right right now with your neck outstretched, <laughs> chill the fuck out. We don't care. I always imagine too. We started talking about this 15 minutes ago, and somebody is two paragraphs in and is hearing this part and going, <laughs> "Oh, slowing down." Like that's okay. that's always baffled me because people continue to write in to mm -hmm. podcasts, ours, others, whatever, and be that stereotypical person who believes they need to right the wrong of something mm. someone said during a recording. Yeah. Podcast hosts always talk about that person, and yet those people, like, they must hear that and think, I'm still doing the Lord's work. I need to hit send on this I email. I need to. They need, they need to hear my thoughts. They are my bottom 10 favorite villains. <laughs> yeah, they... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, honestly, this is this is a great one. Next time, the least favorite villains, yeah. least favorite heroes. Yeah. Oh man, because your least favorite heroes are really villains. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, villains in the sense that they're uh, they're they're uh, taking down the story one decision at a time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into it, Andrew? I'd our, love our list to. of top ten uh, favorite villains. Uh, uh, b before we do, can okay. I say this? Okay. Most villains have. A device, a weapon that they like to mm. use, you know, something that's kind of iconic towards them. Sure. Thanos has his gauntlet. Yes. For example. Great. Great choice. Uh, recently, we did our top 10 favorite weapons in video games, mm -hmm. uh, and we we did a call for answers, and, and we've been actually, in all the list episodes that we do, we've been asking for people to call in or, or email in with their list. Absolutely. Let's know. We keep neglecting to actually read them on the podcast. I want to read one okay. because we got a list for the top 10 favorite weapons and yeah. I thought it was a pretty good list. Okay. This is from Das Guy on Twitter uh, uh, who also sent an email. Uh, number 10, the hammer from Smash Bros. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice. And, and he says, I know you hear the music, which of course we yes, do. Yes, we do. Yep. Uh, nine, the Brotherhood from Final Fantasy 10, which is Titus's sword. Okay. Uh, the Whirly Gig from uh, Saw from Bloodborne, uh, yeah. which was which was a very fun one. A lot of people call it the Pizza Cutter. The Moonlight Great Sword from just about every Soulsborne game, okay. which is one that I'm very familiar with yeah, as well. Very iconic. The Shotgun from the Halo series. I had the, the uh, sidearm from the Halo series. Yes. So a lot 
lot of good guns from the Halo series. Five, the mini nuke from Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, from Fallout in general. Number four, the ray gun from the Call of uh, from Call of Duty Zombies. Yep. Number three, Nightmare's Sword from Soul Calibur, mm. which is also very iconic. Number two, Nightmare Sword, I think, had the eye in it, which was a pretty cool look. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very creepy. Um, I would stab that eye straight in the, yeah. in the eye. <laughs> or I think that you have to have like a comic thing where eventually it's a lot of enemies and you hold up the sword and you look at each other like, <laughs> all right, let's get to Just work. rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, number two, uh, a great sword, which is basically gut sword from Berserk, but okay. it's also in a lot of uh, Soulsborne games. Uh, number one, the master sword, uh, as normy as it is, he can't explain how important it was to him growing up, and he would draw it at school all the time. Um, that's a very sword heavy list. Yes, which uh, we which didn't have. We didn't have any swords. Any swords. So good for you. Thank you for, for uh, Das Guy. Uh, das Boot, big Das Boot fan. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so that's good. And if you have any any entries into your list, could be top 10 villains, could be top 10 protagonists, yes. weapons, any of the list episodes that we've done, go back and listen to them. They're always fun to record. We want to hear from you and maybe we'll read them on the on the show if I'd it's- love that. If your list is good enough. Yeah. So that means canonically, if you <laughs> every other list that we've received has not been good it's enough not been to be good on enough. the show. It's not been good enough. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it, Andrew. Okay. The last I episode- I think my list is really good and I don't know why you guys didn't read it. <laughs> also, Thanos didn't because the gauntlet protected- Oh my God. Uh, my eyes hurt because I'm always staring to the right. <laughs> my neck is strained. Um, the, <laughs> okay, number 10. Yeah, you go first because I've been going first a lot yes, recently. Yes, and and we did our uh, uh, Mario hockey draft yeah. over on the Mushroom Club recently uh, where we drafted a full hockey team worth of Mario characters as though it was Mario Kart. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was posted on the on the Mushroom Club just recently. So go join that patreon.com slash mm-hmm. great podcast for $5 a month for all the bonus episodes like that one. Yep. Number 10, Andrew. For you. For me is going to be one that I'm 99% sure is going to be on your list. And obviously everyone knows when this happens, when, when we have some crossover, we hold conversation about the selection until the lower of the numbers, the higher of, higher the, numbers of the numbers has been selected. Number 10. The kind of villain I would fall for in real life. I also love the concept based on the book that I'm reading, uh, Blood Meridian. I love the idea of the atrocious yet somehow charismatic leader of a band of of villains. This one is Dutch from Red Dead Redemption. Yes, Mikey, that is higher on my list. I had a feeling. So we're going to get to talking about Dutch Vanderlinds. Yes. uh, A little bit later then. Okay, good. And, and. You know, to, to to salvage a little bit of all the hate that I get yeah. about my comments on Red Dead Redemption 2, Arthur Morgan was on my top 10 protagonists. Yes. Dutch is on my top 10 wow. villains. It's almost like your opinion on the game is wrong in general. Again, it's a good game. Mm. The story's great. Yeah. The game is boring. Oh, God. I just started a new note and I thought I deleted everything. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, I can do this on the fly. <laughs> uh, all right. No, no, no. I'm good. Number What's 10. Your number 10? My number 10 is going to be a character that has an iconic design and really good voice acting. Mm. So, and while I don't talk about this franchise quite a bit, uh, I've always thought the character of Handsome Jack is a really compelling villain in this world of these, like, gargantuan, outsized, monstrous characters and stuff like that. And that's Borderlands, obviously. It's Borderlands, Borderlands yes. From the Borderlands universe, Handsome Jack, I think, always stood out in a great way of this slick, truly sadistic monster. Uh, and I've always, always been kind of like admired him from a distance. I've, I've liked his character design. His voice acting has mm-hmm. been great. Gearbox, the 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 developers of, uh, of, of Borderlands have always been a very funny company as yeah. well. They've got a great sense of humor and their writing seems to be almost insomniac-esque mm. with its silliness. Okay. 
And similar to Insomniac, Gearbox creates great villains. Yeah. Uh, the, the type of, of character who, in spite of the fact that you, that, that you despise them, you want to constantly see on screen because of that charisma, because of that draw. That's a great choice. Yeah, so Handsome Jack is my number 10 for Borderlands. Handsome Jack, number 10. What a name. Did you, did you, have you gotten like deep into many of the, board, what was the Borderlands game that you played the most? Three. Three? Yeah, yeah three yeah. was the one that I played like uh, tip to tail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the soup to nuts. Soup uh, to nuts. An expression I've never understood. I've played only the taint of it, by the okay. way. Okay, really? Just yeah. right into the middle, Just eh? right into the middle. Yeah, Why don't you maybe. understand soup to nuts, by the way? What does it mean? Uh, soup to nuts, uh, is, isn't it? I mean, it's, but okay. I, okay. I, cause wow. I think if you when <laughs> no, but when you think if you turn it mm -hmm. and then the soup, the soup portion, yeah. when you, when you're about to drink soup, soup yeah. it's on your mouth. Right. And then your, uh, nuts are on the bottom of your, right. Your, well, the, where are yours? Uh, my mid midsection around the taint. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah same. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good, yeah, good, yeah. good. I got scared for a second. It, it would be like an elf with the little curly shoes. Those are their testicles. Those are their yeah, testicles. Yeah, they're right at the bottom. <laughs> the little jingle bell Yeah, thing. little jingle bells yeah, yeah, at yeah, the yeah, bottom. Yeah. Those yeah. are the testicles. Yeah, soup to nuts. So you're getting from the mouth to the nuts. How about this? I don't know if this is true. Uh-huh. There's another person that's like, okay, after Thanos, I'm going to tell you about soup to nuts. <laughs> is, what if you, it was a meal. Uh -huh. It started with soup and it ended with nuts. And in the middle, there was like salad and proteins and stuff like that. I mean, it's possible. And I can't say it's better that you're than wrong your suggestion. It. No, it's not. The soup when you're about to drink it is on your mouth. Okay, and, and then, the nuts part is it's because of it. Pee is stored in the balls. We all know this. Yes. So That's you fair. eventually pee out the soup. So the soup goes from your mouth to your balls. Okay. That covers the length of most of your body. Right. About Forehead excluded. <laughs> legs excluded. But Andrew, you insensitive prick. We okay. don't all have legs and foreheads. That's true. Yeah, there's true. That Feeling actually, good about yourself? No, I feel really bad, especially with the lack of forehead people. <laughs> I've got enough to spare for everybody. <laughs> um, all right, so Andrew right. Jack for me. What's your number nine for you? Number nine. Sometimes, Andrew, <laughs> art holds up a mirror Sharks. to yourself. <laughs> no, no. Sometimes art holds up a mirror to yourself, and sometimes that mirror points out and exploits all of your flaws. My number nine is the villainous Gary from Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh, Mikey, I have that higher too. You do. I'm so Amazing. sorry. No, this is good. This I, is good because okay. we can we can we can um, we can bounce some ideas off of I each was other. So easily going to be like, wow, no, no way, we're going to have doubles. You know, there's so and because there's so many differences in Mikey and I's video game interests where there's like huge, yeah, huge amount of games you're going to be choosing from. Yeah, the I, I don't want to name picks. I don't mm. want to name picks, but you know, no, nope, there's a frog pope. Just you know, if there were a frog. Oh, Turtle Pope. Turtle Pope. He, that's of course. I'm so sorry. That was so stupid. Andrew, Turtle Pope, Pope is not a villain. Okay. Oh, no, he's a hero? No, he's absolutely a hero. <laughs> Turtle Pope, you're talking about Convert Elden Ring. Yeah. If you if you kill him, he forgives you while he's dying. He oh, is the, wow. he is the best boy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just like the real Pope. Yep. The best boy. hundred percent. He's converting other amphibians to Catholicism. <laughs> uh, Are turtles amphibians? I don't know. Or are they reptiles? reptiles i think so right i think so they're probably a class of their own there's no crying in the animal kingdom no no well they're also teenage and mutants and yeah, that's uh, true like it's remarkable they have interest in pizza yeah um all right so i've stolen two of yours where immediately you can't talk so i'm, I'm pissed this is, i this is the greatest day of my life uh number nine for me you know what do i know what this person's background is no not really mm -hmm. have i ever heard him say a word no other than you know inconsistent screamings no but the design of this character uh -huh. is so terrifying. And uh -huh. one of the things I always loved growing up, and I was always excited to face him, 
right before the finish. Goro. 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 Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I love that pick. Really? Okay. You yeah. don't have Goro? I don't. Nice. I thought about Mortal Kombat, actually. Okay. I thought about fighting games in general. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I've just put all of my own uh, idiosyncrasies onto these villains. Yeah, and well, I'm like, that's why I like them, because they're kind of blank slates. We've done Mortal Kombat a couple times on this on this yeah. show, and we've always talked about, like, they used to give you three sentences of a character, and you you would consume it and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Cage is, by the way, Johnny Cage was, I almost put on the list. I'm like, he makes a living out of punch people in the nuts. He's a villain. Mm, true. And he's rich, and we need to eat him. That's <laughs> One percenter and a nut puncher. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't you just let us lowly blue collar people have a fight to the death? Why do you have to come down here and mess with us? That's true. Uh, Johnny Cage, great character. Goro, I, I love that. What an intimidating son of a bitch. You, you, you paste that guy on the arcade cabinet, put him on the box art of Mortal Kombat, put him in the instruction book. You yep. see him as a menacing presence. When you used to play Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. how long did it take you in, in like the scope of time that you were playing the game to finally reach the end of that game and and Goro, who is the second last fight. I, I used to play a lot of Mortal Kombat. So eventually it got pretty, I got pretty good at it. But the first time. Oh, the first time, oh, forever. I like I don't even know if I did probably. Yeah. But it just, this is what the draw of Goro Yes. Is. Even as you're entering the competition and the ladder goes from the top yeah. all the way down, you'd see him there and you're like, oh fuck. I don't want to get to that guy. He's so intimidating and yeah. so good. The forearms and oh my God, it's yeah. it just the best. That's unbelievable. Four testicles too, you think? Yeah, what do you deal? Two dicks? Two, two, okay, let's go through body parts. Yeah, let's go through body parts. Head, we know he has one. We know he has one. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Does he have two sets of teeth like a shark? I bet you he, I bet you he only has like a limited number of very sharp teeth. Yeah, like six. Like six very sharp <laughs> six teeth. Six very sharp teeth. Six combined. Combined. Yeah. Into one extremely sharp tooth. <laughs> He's like a baby. He's a baby. Okay, hands. Mm-hmm. Four. We know he has four. He, we know he has four. Fingers on yeah. each hand. Yeah. Five, yeah. Five. I think. No, actually less, I think. Is it three? I think it might be. Oh, wow. Biceps? A million. Uh, so many. So many. Dude, he doesn't have quads. Biceps down there, too. <laughs> Just two, two sets of biceps. If Yeah, a lot of people don't realize this. He actually had four more arms on his legs. They merged in two legs. If you were Goro's personal trainer. Oh. Okay? And you would have to be like, Okay, Goro, got to do two two times as much leg day. And he's like, fuck off, I know. And they're like, you can't like, whatever, man. Like, you have four arms. He's like, I know, he's at the leg press machine. He's, he's bench pressing two, two uh, yeah, bars two at, the at time. a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, push-ups would be too easy. Do you think he even, oh, that's true. Yeah, he wouldn't wouldn't get much about that. No. But do you think he even needs to work out or he kind of gets his, his steps in? His Fitbit is to the max because he's ripping people in half so often. That's true, which is incredibly intensive. It's harder than it looks. Okay. I will say that. Do you think he has two shoulders or four shoulders? Mm. He's got to have four. Really? Because how else do the bottom arms move? Maybe they don't. Maybe they just go back and forth. Oh, fuck. You know, maybe there's no up and down move movement. Fuck. Goro, we got to like, uh, do you think he signed his donor card for when mm -hmm. he does eventually lose in the Mortal Kombat tournament? Right. We can like look into him. Donate to science. Donate to science. Yeah. I think it's going to be like one of those famous like athletes that like donates their brains yeah. to their thing. And it's just like, I just imagine some doctor somewhere has got Goro's brain sitting there <laughs> and then extra arms. Fetal alcohol syndrome. Wow. <laughs> wow. Should have seen that coming. <laughs> Shao Song just like very, no, oh boy, oh boy. I don't know. Shang Song, Shao Kong. Shang Song, thank you very much. Um, combine the two of them. Combine the two, yeah. exactly. Just like Goro's arms. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Here's one, Andrew. Um, we all love coins and we all hate an unflappable <laughs> baby face. And in this case, we get the love of coins with the punching in the face of a baby face. Mm -hmm. It's Wario. 
And I don't have very many like like first. Do you have? I have Wario. On you my have list. Wario on your list too, <laughs> Mikey. Holy Mikey. shit, Mikey! I'm just eliminating Andrew, you one by please one. Please let me talk. No, I, this ah. is great. I should just lie the whole time too, and I get to number one. I have. Wait a second. <laughs> we, we didn't get to any of the picks. I was like, oh, that's too bad. That's weird how that worked out. Okay, my number eight. This is my most recent checking. Yes, most recent entry on there. Okay, but I think this is. I wanted to do a counterpoint of all these. Like so far, I've had intimidating people sure. for one reason or another yeah because of the power that they wield or whatever but i've the personality is oh big and outlandish and oh, all this kind of stuff yeah. right you look at Goro and you're like look at this fucking guy look at this handsome, fucking idiot handsome jack is gonna be like you know let me i'm gonna tell you exactly what i'm gonna do yeah i like the way that they did odin and god of war i love that you picked odin he's subtle it's yes. small the motions are small and it's dangerous in the way that a mob boss is dangerous yes not because they're the biggest guy in the world and they're going to crush you in half. It's because getting close means I can make you do whatever I want you to yeah, do. Yeah. And that is the toughest part. Odin has all the power in the world. He's literally God. Yep. And he can he could flip you in half and rip you in two and do whatever Goro wants Ooh, to do. Okay. But it, <laughs> what? slap me on the ass. Don't call me ever back again. Ooh, emotionally manipulate me. <laughs> oh my God. Years of therapy. Um, but he doesn't. It's the it's it's almost more powerful. To draw you close and go, sure. and now you can't do anything about it. Yeah, Not because yeah. I can make you do it. It's because you have to do it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is the most dangerous kind of power of all. And I just, I thought, I thought the, the portrayal was really great. And the, the voice was so good. And I just, I absolutely loved it because it was so scary. And what was a nice juxtaposition to do is he's near and next to all these terrifying human yeah. beings. Yeah. Thor is just disgusting and great yeah. and scary. And he doesn't need to be. Yeah. And that's what's kind of his power. I, I And we talk as well about how a performance can really sell yes. a villain, especially on a list like this, to make it so that our uh, uh, our affinity towards them is is carried by the weight of the actor, and in this case, Richard Schiff. Yeah. Uh, I had Odin very close oh, to making you? my list. Okay. But I knew, like, I sacrificed Odin, because I have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew this. It's actually relatively easy for it's me like to Thanos. Do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, just snapped. snapped. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Richard Schiff, and he's like, what the hell's going on? I snapped, I disappeared, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Gotta do this again in a multiverse scenario. Um, the Russian roulette game, really, honestly, it is. <laughs> nope, next multiverse. Yeah, let's oh, go. Thank let's God. Go. <laughs> okay, good. Next planet. Take uh, my airplane. Uh, but I knew I could sacrifice Odin because I had a feeling. I played okay. strategic and I figured Odin would be on your list and I'm glad that he is because for all the same reasons, I agree. Uh, even, you know, not just not just Zeus, but, but Kratos and how loud and rumbly and deep his voice is. And Richard Schiff as, as Odin is just the opposite of that yeah. in a way where you would think the he's almost bubbly yes he's almost so likable that you're like he can't be bad no 100 percent. yeah it's like he's unaware of the stakes and yeah like you know it's kind of like you know you joke all the time I, I make this joke all the time about christopher walken like every time he comes on stage all the past history you have with him yeah has already gotten to you going like uh oh this guy's bad news yes. yeah. um and so when he's not and he's dancing you're like okay great yeah but something might happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like the same with you hear about Odin, you know what Odin can do. He comes in a cloud of ravens and then he's like, hey, walk with me. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. What? What? Why? Can, do you know what's going on? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you're good. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Odin number eight for me. I just, it's the newest one on the list, but I just really loved it. I love it. Stay I, with I'm me. very, very happy Odin made it. Uh, number seven for me is kind of the epitome of you love to hate without actually making you angry. Um, sometimes the anger you experience with a villain is tough to stomach up until a point. And that kind of villainy is, is like a bit abrasive sometimes. Mm. But when the villainy is always fun in yeah. a way and it, it and 
you you pigeonhole yourself because you kind of have to make this type of villain only suitable to a certain kind of game where okay. the tone is a little bit brighter. But Doctor Nefarious from oh, the Ratchet and Clank great. series uh, makes a bunch of appearances. A lovable idiot who manages to be fairly capable and and even in his failures and successes makes you shake your fist, but mm-hmm. like, I can't fucking wait until I see yeah. you again is, is a lot of fun and perfectly suited for the tone of Ratchet and Clank as well. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you had that one on there. You know, it's Dr. Nefarious is so good, but it's just yeah. like, it's such a counterpoint to all the, the things that are happening on screen. And yeah, I just also like the villains where it's not like, oh, this fucking guy. Again. Yes. It's yeah. like, it's like, ooh, ooh, what is he got? What's going on right. here? Uh, that's awesome. And, and in spite of the fact that he's been in so many games, each of his appearances, he seems to take on a different personality. Mm. You know, the weight of his past failures and successes follow him in a comedic way, similar to Captain Quark, where yeah. he maintains well, this this uh, confidence that he has in spite of the fact that you've seen him fail uh, atrociously several times over again. I, I remember specifically Dr. Nefarious in one of the games. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, it may have been... Uh, future tools of destruction Mm -hmm. where he keeps having this thing where he short circuits and it plays like a soap opera. Like he, I don't like his, his, his vocal cords just play like this weird soap opera. It's very silly and very stupid, but I love it. Yeah. And you know, while I'm beaten on a boss, especially if it's a frustrating encounter, beating on beating, beating on a boss. Is that what you said? Yeah. Did I say on? Yeah. When I'm beating off a boss. Okay. Uh, and, and HR knows nothing about it. (laughs) And they never will. And they never will. Um, uh, he doesn't want it, by the way. No, he does not. I asked him. He said, no, it is perfect. And nothing could ever stop me. Because no. I am a white man. Yeah. That octopus got shut the that. hell up. We're clipping that. No, no. Uh, nothing can stop me because I'm a white man. Oh, boy. Yes. That but won't haunt me forever. When 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 you're in one of those frustrating boss encounters, which there are plenty of in video games, if they constantly have like fun lines to go back to. It makes it a little bit less annoying to have to revisit some boss fights. And I remember in one of the Ratchet and Clank games having to repeat a boss fight a couple times and being annoyed, but also being like, yeah, you know what? Dr. Nefarious, he's carrying the weight of this. Yeah, 100%. He's very evil. He's very evil. Yeah, that's that's what the strength is. He's nefarious, man. (laughs) So that's your number seven pick. That is top 10 villains. And the first one you get to talk about, which is really exciting for you. Number seven for me is going to be a titular character. He is in the title. The villain Mm. himself is in the title of the game. That's kind of crazy, right? It is. Yeah. I'm trying to think how what many that games could, be. could that possibly be? Where the villain is in the title, Doctor Mario. <laughs> Absolutely, it's the <laughs> it's the medical system of Wii U, drugging everybody <laughs> like crazy. Um, is it? Uh, this goes into the Goro camp where you're just like, he's so cool because he's so tough to beat. Yeah, he's so strong. Yeah, and my myself being a small little guy, but mighty. Mm. I like to face Mike Tyson. Ooh. The, the other one I will say is Mike Tyson, number seven villain on the show, is that he's the only one that's actually been to real jail. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a little that's a little tough. Of course, that gives uh, immediately gives him a little bit of cred. A little bit. That's why I passed Goro. Street cred. Yeah, Goro yeah. has a clean record, amazingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. The land that he comes from, mm-hmm. it's just not illegal to rip people in half. No, yeah, they in encourage fact, it. it's encouraged. Yes, they give you money for it. <laughs> or I don't know, you get to keep living. Yeah, I think so. And you get to consume parts of their souls, probably. Mm-hmm. Delicious, delicious, delicious souls. Delicious souls. I like Mike Tyson's punch out, especially because of how notorious he was for being unbeatable. Unbeatable. For so many people, for so long. 
Uh, and yet he was uh, kind of, you know, I, I like the Goro comparison because you know it's coming. Yeah. And finally it does and your hands are sweaty and you're like, I'd almost rather not be here right now. Take me back to Glass Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same way. Like you face a bunch of crazy characters and then at the end you face this like dominant monster. Yeah. I don't and know what you find crazy about uh, Scorpion though. To describe him as crazy is weird to me. You don't think that's cr you don't think he's crazy? Well, what specifically? You're, you're uh, he doesn't have skin. Andrew, do you think his skin the rest of his body is just his skull? Also, when he's taking off his mask, do you think it takes <laughs> off his skin as well? Do you think the skin is like peeled on to the front of his mask? Yeah, he's like, well, take off the mask and the skin, take it all off, Ooh. and then fire. No, time. I again, I, I've I've been pretty vocal about this. I think <laughs> if you're being, if you're lighting your, if you're self immolating yes. constantly. Your skin's not growing back. You are mainly skeleton at that point. Mm, explain. Take that up with dragons, okay? Okay. Do you have a direct line, a number I can reach or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, oh, I saw the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Speaking oh, of. Oh, is it great? Yeah, it's great. I hear it's amazing. I loved it. Yeah. Very cute. It also, Chris Pine, charming guy. You want to yeah. spend time with him. Yeah. And I like the rapport among all of them, but they have a very funny dragon scene in it. So it just made me think about it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think it's ruining. I think it's in the trailer, but the dragon's very chubby. Oh, and it's very funny. That is, it's, I'm a chubby dragon. A, I just want to eat you. He definitely just, would have a Southern accent. Just a, let me take a little nibble. He's wearing a cotton suit. <laughs> yeah. He's dabbing his forehead because he's hot. Dragon, are you trying to eat us? Oh, I would never. <laughs> I would I never. Would ne I you do oh, declare. Oh my goodness. That is a dishonor against my family. <sighs> yeah. You, you do look good though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There's of a course I would not eat you. There's not a peppercorn around here to season you with. <laughs> I can't do anything on my Tabasco. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, so uh, yeah. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson for Mike just, Tyson's Mike Tyson punch out. Number seven villain for me. I love that. Uh, number six for me. Uh, I needed to leave space on my list for the pure horror pick. Okay. Um, it's the villain who burrows their way into your psyche <laughs> and stays there. No matter how old I get, no matter how much distance I have from the game, uh, uh, I can't forget. It's always there. I think about it all the time, even when I'm not playing video games. Andrew, my pick for number six is Snacker the Shark. Oh my God, of course you're going to have Snacker the Shark. Of course I'm going to have Snacker the Shark. I totally forgot that you'd have that. It is the care. I'm surprised it's six, to be honest. Honestly, it should be higher. I surprised it we scares me in my real life. <laughs> yes, you real swim, and you're not Banjo Kazooie in this. No. Even though you are dressed very similarly, which is very <laughs> oh, odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have a bird on my back yeah. most of the time, which spits eggs. Yep. Yeah. And I butt stomp. I eat honeycombs by the hole. Just in shorts. And isn't there um uh, overall? Backpack. Uh, oh, backpack. In which the yes. bird stays, Andrew. I didn't mean yeah. the birds just hang, clanging onto my back. <laughs> I don't wear a shirt, so it's going to rough my skin up. If yeah, it's you're not like a falconer. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> yeah. Catching it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. You should. I, I'm surprised it's only number six for you because it has scared you in real life. And I'm surprised we didn't get to number one. And you're like, number one, something else. Number zero, zero, of course, is Snacker <laughs> the Shark, a real thing that I have a problem with. It is, I cannot, I'm not joking when I tell you that the feeling I get when I swim in, even lakes, is the feeling I have when I swim in Treasure Trove Cove yeah. in Banjo-Kazooie yeah. and Snacker the Shark is after you. Yeah, the music, go, everything. Go back to our Banjo-Kazooie episode that we did with Riley Little uh, forever ago. Yeah. Uh, it must be 50 episodes ago now, sure. maybe more. Uh, we, we have a confrontation with snapper with the shark said shark yep i've i've thought about that day for several times it's a real hero's turn speaking of villains what do you mean well didn't you didn't you beat that level oh i did oh hero's turn for me yeah 
And I was the the villain you were talking about? You, yes, I think we've established that you're the villain. The I podcast. thought that I said that and everyone else was thinking, no way. <laughs> you're, oh, you're being like self-effacing? Yes. You're like, you're like I accept I'm the villain. They're like, Mikey, no, no, no how Mikey, dare you? You should never talk about yourself You're my biggest way. hero. Thank you. We, ha- we should have posters that people can put up in their walls. <laughs> Just us. Change. Yeah. <laughs> Hope. <laughs> uh, number six, Snacker the Shark for you. Okay. Yes. Number six is one that we finally get to talk about together a little Yay. bit. Number six is going to be Wario. Wario. So wow. it's funny we both have Wario I, and neither of us have Bowser. 100%. Yes. Why do you think that is? Okay, because, okay, there's been a, there's been a trend on TikTok. There's like a sound, this was like a month ago though, is that there was a sound about like, you know, it's like a, it sounds like an informative video from like the sixties. Like, sure. If you ever see yourself in the in in the wild, run or something like that, or don't respond. There's nothing scarier. Yeah, big dragon's scary. Yeah, big, big large turtle. Sure. You know, obviously trying to sell you pizza and stuff like that. Very scary. But is it the most scary thing of all? Is yourself. And Mario gets to see across of everything he could have been, but if, if his life went very evil. Okay. And so I just think it's much scarier that he's like, oh God, I got to face myself, the evil version of myself. That's true. That's very scary to me. That, so you're thinking about this from the perspective of Mario. Yeah. Okay. I. That's a good way to look at it. I, in my mind though, I think we talk about the boring protagonist mm-hmm. and that is Mario to a T. Oh yeah. You know, the baby face who's just never give up. Never give up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Chris Pratt. Never give up. <laughs> I will never give up, depending on the scene. <laughs> sometimes I'll have a little bit of an accent. Because America never failed me, <laughs> and now I'll never fail America. <laughs> he, like, plants a flag. You're like, what, the part what, of, the what part of Mario on? is this? I don't remember this. Uh, instead of stars, it's just mushrooms. Yeah. On there. yeah. I mean, don't forget to pray to God, because Bowser, <laughs> I'm sending you to hell. And you're like, what the fuck is this? There's religion in this? I think Bowser would do great in hell. Yeah, he's very satanic in general. The yeah, fire and the stuff. Fire. He yeah. would love it. He'd sure, be right too. at home. But why specifically would Bowser not make this list? Because Bowser falls into the same reason why Mario didn't make my list. Exactly. He yes. is a avatar of evil. There's not really a lot of Ooh, personality. That sounds like number number James three. James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is that he, he doesn't have any personality. He's into kidnapping princesses. Kind of. Yeah. And uh, isn't that what Mike Tyson went to jail for too? Yeah. Kidnapping princesses. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then some other stuff. That's <laughs> uh, probably not the podcast we want to talk about. It. And, uh, and yeah. And so like, I just don't have an attachment to them. Or at least Wario, I can get behind why he's kind of like sure. being evil. He's, he's kind of in it for himself. Not in the same way. Bowser, his, his uh, uh, ambition is so wide sweeping. Yeah. Wario is like, Give me fucking coins. Yeah. I want to be pretty rich. Yeah. Not so rich. I don't want to be Bezos. I want to be... What do you think? Who are you going to use? Oil tycoon rich? Yeah. Probably oil tycoon. Yeah. You know what? But Good game. And and I will say oil tycoon is similar Mm -hmm. because Wario in like Wario's woods, basically like, I'm pretty sure he like poisons the woods for his own benefit. That's pretty awesome. So he's he's oil baron level rich. Yeah, yeah. And he's also evil. He drinks our milkshake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's he's evil enough that like, you're like, oh, that's a good evil. Yeah. That's a very good evil. You know? Uh, What's the most evil you would be? What's the most evil thing I'd be comfortable with doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever shoplifted in your life? No, never, no, never. No. I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I'd feel bad. I actually, I joke about being the villain. Joke. I have the guiltiest conscience in the entire world. Yeah, you would, you, you know who's your villain? You. Yes. Yeah, you are simultaneously both the villain and hero <laughs> of your own life. Are we all though, in a way? 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, we're, we're a couple good boys, so I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not too sure that this is like the right angle for us to take. Cause like, would, I couldn't imagine. Would you lie? Maybe lying. I fucking hate lying. I do too. But I really like do. I could, but, but I would have to convince myself there was a good reason to do it. Would you steal a loaf of bread to save your feed starving family? Fuck that. No, I'd steal sushi to save them. I'd chop up an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best for my poor family. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, you know, you should get a job. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just going to steal Wagyu every once in a while. How am I supposed to tell the time without a Rolex, bitch? <laughs> um, the, oh, Jesus. Um, um, Dad, we're so sick of eating all this caviar. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> caviar, guys. is <laughs> narcoleptic, and I can always steal it off the truck whenever I want. Now finish your champagne and go to bed. <laughs> oh, uh, good, good, good. The uh, would you steal? This is an honest question. Okay, would you commit bank fraud? A, like a wire thing. You realize there's a back door to Jeff Bezos, like yeah. a very rich person, sure. and you can steal like a thousand dollar, like fifty thousand dollars worth of his money, and there's fucking no way. It's a decimal of a decimal of a decimal. Uh, would you do it? I don't know. I like the idea of stealing from the rich. Uh-huh. I just don't know if I like the idea of stealing for the rich for my own profit. Okay. I think if it was like a Robin Hood scenario, uh-huh. I'd be much more like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think so. But just to go like now, so you'd I shoot have- him in the head with an apple. That's what Robin Hood does, right? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Hangs out with a bunch of weird men. <laughs> lives in a the monk. forest. Actually, this sounds pretty good. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's like, what do you guys think? Just like hanging out with a bunch of guys all the time. They're like, I don't know. That sounds pretty good. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Um, if it was, yeah, if it's a Robin Hood scenario, yes. But if it's just like all of a sudden that like now I just have $50,000, I'm like, oh, okay. No, you couldn't because we're talking about a villainous thing. Yeah. And I think the virtue of spreading the wealth to people who need it. Unless um, you just lit it on fire or something. Oh, Andrew. Yeah. Now we're talking Max Holloway's tattoos. <laughs> the Joker. Also, also, we're talking Mario. I was like, get me the Italian. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so that's good. So Wario was your number six? Yeah, that's my number six. Number five. Uh, this is one I'm, I'm very excited to talk about, Andrew. Uh, sometimes it's not about who the villain is, but what they do. And mm-hmm. sometimes what they do is so wondrously villainous and memorable that I have to doff my cap to them in a series which had at one time four entries on my list. Whoa. This one stood above them all. It's Psycho Mantis exactly. from Metal Gear Solid. Fuck, is that your number that's one pick? My, that's my number. It's coming up. Oh, it's coming up. Very, okay, very sorry, quick. sorry, not number, but that very is, quickly. I mean, from the Metal Gear. That franchise. is the one from the Metal Gear Solid one, but we could talk about the Metal Gear franchise, excuse yeah. me. When we get to it, let's talk about all the other all, entries. All the other yes, ones. 100%. Because it turns out, I think maybe more than any franchise, argument potentially to be made for Far Cry, the best villains oh. come from Metal Gear. So Far Cry, okay, we got to talk about Far Cry afterwards yeah. too. Okay, so well, let, me, let me just do number five and sure. then we can get to go it. from there, yeah. okay? Number five, Max Holloway's Tattoo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's so funny you brought it up. I'm like, no, way. no way. The Joker from the Arkham series. I do. You, how many people who haven't heard? Because I think we talked about it on. Oh, we talked about. I it think it was on, on the Mushroom on, Club. Yes, where where we we talk about Max Holloway's tattoo. Max Holloway is an Joker. MMA fighter. He fights with the UFC. He has a tattoo of the Joker. He Heath Ledger's, Ledger's Joker. He Ledger's Joker specifically. And we were talking about it. Oh no, like, it was the gameplay segment of Super Mario World. Okay, which it, by the way, I think is. 45 of the best minutes we've ever recorded. <laughs> I fucking loved it. You should watch it on YouTube if you haven't already. Please do. Go please check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Um, is that how many professional athletes have Heath Ledger's tattoo? It's wild. Heath Ledger's me. Joker, excuse me, has a tattoo. It's crazy. It's a crazy number. There's an article on The Athletic about it. How many? Because That's they're so like, weird. Why is it this guy 
It's kind of like we've made the jokes in the past about uh, about Scarface. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm, have they seen the second half of the movie? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, same with jo Joker. Like, he was kind of bested. Like, yeah. oh, okay, whatever. But the Joker in the Arkham series is voiced by Mark Hamill. Yes. And I really do, I, I, I struggle to say this because of obviously how great Heath Ledger was. He won an Oscar for the portrayal. And kind of, it will be the thing he is remembered by because he died shortly afterwards, is that I do think this is the best version of, of the Joker. Yeah. I think it is the Mark Hamill's Mark Hamill's sure. is the best version. And I like the Arkham design because Mark Hamill also did the voice in the animated series yes. as well from the nineties, early nineties. But I think the, the, the design and everything based and the way that they use uh, the Joker as a perfect foil to Batman. Yeah. Is, and just how they are fused into one person, uh -huh. literally, literally by Arkham Knight. Yeah. And that is the best way to describe the Joker. He doesn't exist without Batman. Yeah. And they have to complete each other. And I just really love the design because I, I actually kind of, as much as I like Heath Ledger's uh, Joker, it's really great and all that kind of stuff. I get really tired of the gritty, like, oh, what's so pretty. 100%. And, you know, I love the theatrical version yes, of the yes, Joker. Yes. I love that it's over the top. And yes. like, he would want to do that. That's, that's part of the, the design of the character. Right. And I think they really nail that balance and they really nail that that uh you know that level of showiness versus the sadistic nature of joker in yeah. these games i i've i've always said heath ledger's portrayal of the joker is a great villainous performance but in my mind it isn't the joker mm -hmm. because you talked about it the bat batman and the joker are foils yes. which means the dark grittiness of batman has to be matched with the colorful uh, uh flamboyance of the joker yeah. and it's so perfectly realized in Arkham Knight, I considered having it on my list as well, but I thought, yeah, was it drawing a little bit from the comics or mm -hmm, not? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I stayed away from it, but I, I agree. I think, I think Joker from, from, uh, the Batman franchise, the video game franchise, the Arkham franchise may be the best version of the, of the Joker that we've got comic book, movie, TV, anything. Well, and that's really tough because you have so many memorable versions. Yeah. Jared Leto, and others is so it's really <laughs> tough to say that like which one is the best yeah you know, you're talking about Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson like it's really tough yeah. but Mark Hamill does such a good job with it and I think those games really get to spend time together yeah and that's the stuff that you really did runner up man bat man uh, bat <laughs> yes that's a good one yeah Great thanks pick. totally uh, terrifying uh number four for me uh uh there's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee that says fool me once shame uh shame on you fool me uh, you can't get fooled again. This Whoa. villain managed to fool me again and again and again. And like a younger brother, I let it happen. Uh, just like uh, 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 George Bush let us make fun of him for making that that gaffe in one of his speeches. My pick for number four is Patches from Dark Souls. Whoa. And I know you're not. That's not no. going to mean a lot to you, Andrew. But uh, Patches to me. Patches? Patches. His okay. name is Patches. Okay. He is in every... Is he in Sekiro? I'm not sure. Okay. But he's in just about every FromSoft game. Oh. And he takes the form of a wandering traveler, typically a merchant. And every time he fucks you over big time mm. and then you catch him and you can kill him if you want. But yep. the understood rule is you don't kill him because he begs and pleads for his life. He apologizes, says it was just a joke. And the next chance he gets, he fucks you over big time again. And it is I so funny yes. to the point where you know it's you know it's going to happen. You know and you're like, I can't wait to see what weird shit this guy pulls to me. It, it accumulates in, in one of my favorite moments is in Dark Souls 3. 
everyone's most lovable character this guy sigmire uh he's in this big you may have even seen it it's like this big they call it the onion armor it's like this big oh yeah almost looks like the the michelin man i know what you're talking about yeah and he pushes the michelin man down a well and you find the michelin man uh sigmire or siegfried i can't remember which one it is in that game because he takes two different forms in, in in dark souls one and three and he and you hear him down a well and he's like i seem to have lost my armor can you find my armor and you and then you run across him like with this armor later and he's like can you run walk across this ledge for me i need you to get something and as soon as you walk across the ledge there's like all these dangerous enemies down there nice and patches takes the helmet off he's the one who pushed sigmar down the well stole his armor lowers the 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 uh uh elevator? The, the elevator thing yeah. and you have to go face this like barrage of enemies and he was like the actor is doing an impression of sigmire's voice but in patches uh, voice which is really impressive cool. and it was just it's so fucking fun and i love every time i get a chance to to see what sort of mischief patches is going to get up to it's i great. love that that's great yeah. i love those kind of characters yeah. that just like oh that son of a bitch did it again 100 um all right so that was your number four that was my number four my number four is gonna be something we could talk about together we're gonna talk about psychomantis psychomantis amazing yes. why andrew why don't you tell me this why psychomantis over before we get into the names of the other ones Fair enough. why why in a franchise with so many good villains was psychomantis the one that stood out to you you're gonna see this in the next the last four uh last four entries into the villains list here is that they almost all signify a very important moment in video gaming okay. for me cool psychomantis you and i had this moment together uh, it was her first kiss. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was it was when we played this game and you It was a psycho man kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of psycho is so funny to me. Just, you ready for this? It's going to get weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, just somebody like watching, like eating probably like, that was truly a psycho man kiss. Heath Ledger's Joker just mm. <laughs> some people want to watch you know what that was a little creepy for me actually I didn't like that I need to shower for a bit um <laughs> so is that this is the game that broke the fourth wall this is yes. the game that made you aware that you were a gamer playing a game yep. and he was aware that he was in a game yeah. and you're a gamer yeah like that that whole thing just broke me and in and also on top of that being the, the being the conceit when you walk down that hallway for the first time and there's blood everywhere and there's a few people that's that's Gray Fox the hallway is Gray oh, Fox. I'm combining the two. I'm so sorry. Another character who I almost had on the list okay, was Gray so, Fox. And then I, I got a couple from yes, here. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. But just that moment of breaking the fourth wall in a meta meta sense. Well, explain explain what the conceit oh, is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. So he could predict all your moves. Yeah. And he was always knowing exactly what you we were going to do. And right before you're there, and he would he would beat you every time. Yeah. And sometimes you'd get maybe hidden. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And eventually, I think it was over the walkie-talkie radio yeah, system. The codec, yeah. That, yeah. The codec, thank you very much that uh, they were thinking like, why don't you move? I think it's both your controller and your memory card. No, it's it's just, just, your, your, controller just your controller to the second port. To the second port, so he can't predict your movement. Yeah, and brilliant. When you do that, you're like, what the fuck? When, when you get a call in game from the colonel <sighs> yes. who's explaining to you that you, not as Snake, mm -hmm. like he's talking to Snake, but he, you feel very seen. He's like, why don't you try moving the, the controller to the second port? Snake has no point of reference for yeah. that. So you know you're being spoken to by the game, yeah. and it's this weird moment of feeling seen. Like, no, 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 don't look at me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Snake. I, the he's my avatar. The yeah, Wizard of Oz stuff. Very yeah. strange. Yes. Um, the memory card thing that you're thinking of is if you had a Konami game saved on your memory card, right. Psycho Mantis would be like, I hear you're a fan of Castlevania. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this dude's problem, <laughs> yeah. bro? 
Take the mask off. <laughs> it's a gas mask for no reason. I killed Dracula. <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, whoa that's, that's scary. truly psycho. Yeah, I I just I've I've always remembered that exact moment. There have been so few moments in gaming where you play all these games for so many hours. I I shiver to think about how many hours I played games in my life. And these are the moments that stand out that you go, this was gaming to me that you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. it just changed the way you saw video games forever. What, why is it, uh, why is it I, the entry for you? Basically you touched on all yeah. of it. The, the thing I'll say is, is I use that story as a way to explain to non-gamers how self-aware gaming can be how it can like when if if you ever hear something like games are not art i'm like what about this moment mm -hmm. show me a medium that can do this to you yeah physically require you to unplug something to progress yes. the story it's, it's literal wild. symbolism that yeah. is like come to life it's, you know what it's I mean? so cool it i, I very, was very i cool. love that i think about it all the time almost as much as snacker the shark <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if it wasn't going to be psycho mantis yes what were you going to put on the list so i had gray gray fox yep. as well uh gray fox specifically because of that hall Always yeah, seen, and so I mentioned scary. before we started to list uh, to to go through our lists that redemptive arcs mean a mm -hmm. lot. I think, and and Gray Fox being uh, one of the best, you know, comes to help you out, and you eventually have to sacrifice him because uh, you have to shoot him as Metal Gear is like crushing him, mm -hmm. and he's like, take the shot, take the shot, whatever. Uh, Gray Fox was fantastic. Uh, was there where was there another one on your list? Oh, Revolver Ocelot. Yeah, he was there too. So Revolver Ocelot because it's just bananas. Yes, it's just like very part and parcel for the Metal Gear series in general where you're like, wait, what? Yes. And you're like, the fact that he's got, they dress the way he does and everyone's got, they've got huge, you know, like uh, huge monsters that are attacking you and all these kind of incredible guns that you can have, including a box. And then, <laughs> and and this guy's just like, yeah, I just got a six shooter. Yeah. And you're like, Great. what? It's so, so good cool. at it. He's so, so good, good at, it. at it. Gets his arm cut off. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I I chose Revolver Ocelot as well over Liquid Snake, who mm -hmm. would have been another choice potentially. Liquid Snake being a little bit more of like the the villainous villain, like a Bowser type. Revolver Ocelot always seemed to be the one behind the scenes who had a bit of a better grasp on what sure. was going on, a bit more of a plan, and then shows up in a bunch of other video games, including Snake Eater, a prequel. Yeah. Uh, you get to play as a young Revolver, a young cocky Revolver Ocelot. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I've always loved that character. I can, I, I can't get enough of him. I, I love that. Oh, so that's amazing. So we both had, yeah, Psycho Mantis, my number four, your number five. Fantastic. So my number three. Yeah. Wow. We're getting there. This one might be, I don't know, may, maybe a little bit controversial. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Um, when a villain turns to the good side, mm. that feat of redemption seems to rise them above a good person who has upheld their morals without wavering. And when a good person takes a villainous turn, the reverence you had for their good side makes the fall that much more severe. Mm. But when a good person doesn't change, but your perspective does, it makes you question everything you thought you knew about them and about yourself. Andrew, my number three yeah. is Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two. Whoa! Yes. Ellie. Ellie from The Last of Us Part Two. And now what I'll say about this okay. is she is by no means a objective villain. No. What I love about The Last of Us Part Two, and one of the reasons I like it a lot more than The Last of Us Part One is it starts to give you perspective and and really question the motives as, as the TV series did a good job of in part yeah. one. Like, yeah. is Joel a good guy? Probably not from 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 everyone in the hospital, from yeah. every firefly there, from the doctor who he shoots in the fucking head. Yeah, he's not a good guy. Yeah, and The Last of Us Part Two really starts to play with that feeling and that uh, that that perspective of like who who is right and who is wrong. Okay. And what is it to be a yeah. villain? And in spite of that, 
all cards on the table, trying to take all accounts and all perspectives uh, into account, I still think Ellie comes out as doing more than she needs to in the realm of bad choices to better herself and hurt the greater good. Okay, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because objectively, I don't think she's a good person. Yeah. But I would also say she's in a world with no good people. I don't True. think you meet people in that game and go like, well, this is the guy. Yes. You know, kind of thing. So I understand that she takes things, she takes so many lives. Yes. Right? Both canine and human alike. <laughs> yeah. Bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh God, that's the saddest. That's the saddest. saddest scene. Um, but her being villainous, I think is, is the insinuation, do you think Ellie knows she's doing evil? No, mm. but I don't think that that's necessary. Okay. And I know that in our current legal system, mens rea, I don't know if that's the same with, with the U.S. Like mens rea, actus rea, the guilty act and the guilty mind. Right. I don't know if it's the same with the U.S. No, they but don't US, Latin. They, they don't, they, no. they, they move past Latin. No, they're, they're scared of Latin. But don't they have Latin America? No, they're terrified of it. Okay. They're trying to close the border. It's, trying to close the border. <laughs> oh no, he's speaking Latin. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I thought they only spoke Mexican. <laughs> uh, good sir, you need to learn the Queen's English, the Queen's my boy. English. Uh, uh, no, the the <laughs> the uh, uh, in in a world like you said, full yeah. of villains. I think it's more about the output of acts as opposed to whether you think you're. Everyone is out for themselves, of course, but there are certain moments where there are decisions that are made to pick at that scab okay. that Ellie makes, I think, more than mm. a lot of characters in there. I, I totally understand what you're saying. I And I, it's your list, so you're obviously allowed to do what you want. I just think, I think what number two does is that it can show you a lot of perspectives yeah. how many of us can be villains sure. of our own story. Yes. You're a hero of your own story, blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone knows that's a cliche. But if you, you could be the villain of somebody else's without even knowing. Yes. You know, I'm not going around killing canines and humans. Yes. <laughs> it makes it pretty easy to look around and go like, well, that person's the villain. Yes. Uh, but it is funny that I could have said something devastating to turn someone into the Joker in grade three. And, you know, and that's just, uh, they'll always remember me. And I'm like, who's that person? I don't even know. Well, so good point. What what I Thank will you. what I will say, sometimes you make them. That's a very rare, that's a very <laughs> rare uh, compliment from you. So what I, what I, I'll clarify is I'm not arguing that Ellie is the most villainous villain. Sure. This is my list of top 10 villains because you're, appreciation of a villain is often complicated yeah. and I have I love Ellie yeah. you know it's like I'm seeing a person who I want to do better ah, not do better yes and that complicated feeling really stirs something up in me which is why she's up there as my top 10 favorite villains see I, I totally get that also terrifying yeah uh, oh 125 God, yeah. pounds and she will rip you to shreds <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like her versus Goro and Goro's like get me out of here <laughs> and then a bow and arrow I was gonna say and then when Goro turns to leave he walks on like one of the nail frag grenades <laughs> that, that are frag mines oh that god the left. screaming and oh the, my god, oh god. I yeah. wanna play that game again I know um, will you play it again before season 2 I will I think I will too I, it's it's a really good game yeah. and plus we're on like the 7th remake now so mm -hmm. like it's only getting better yes. like in the images and stuff yeah. so yeah. Um, so there you go you're number 3 is Ellie from Last yes. of Us 2. My number three is something we get to talk about now yeah. again. Let's talk about Gary. Gary from Pokemon. From Pokemon. What a hilarious name now that we get older. Yeah, Gary. Gary. Um, I was so intimidated by Gary. You know, it's funny because I liked Pokemon Yellow. I know that's like kind of a controversial take in the Pokemon lore. Um, no, no. That was controversial to me and Riley when we talked about a long time ago oh. whether 
yellow is put above red and blue. But yellow is the best version of red and blue. So it's totally acceptable. Oh, that's interesting. To, yeah, yeah. Oh, we can discuss this further, though. But, but yeah, I agree. Okay, that's fine. I liked it when they started you know, giving Gary more of a backstory mm -hmm. in the, in red and blue, there is a lot there where yeah, it is yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, he's like, he hates you. Yes. You're the favorite. He hates you at every opportunity. He's trying to fuck with you. And what really worked well for Gary and my experience of Pokemon is I hated Gary. <laughs> 100%. Holy God, did I hate Gary? And if that's what a villain is, they did a great job making him a villain because every time he showed up, I'm like, I am going to kick the shit out of yes. these guys. I'm not going to tell him to hold back. I hope he kills one of their Pokemon. Did you, did you? Yeah, they're not going to faint. No, they're not going to faint. And if they do, I'm crushing that Cubone skull between <laughs> my, as the trainer's bare hands. Yeah, I, I look at Charizard and I'm like, I'm like, he's like, he looks back at me. I'm like, Squirtle. American History X. He's like, what? And he's like, American History X. He's like, okay, just curb stomps him. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure that Mr. Mime never smiles again. That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it a make it a frown. Make it a frown. Um, uh, uh, I I don't read Gary quite the same way as you. I read Gary, and this is what makes him so perfectly villainous. I fucking hate Gary. I don't think Gary thinks about me at all. <gasps> Oh, that's devastating. In the Mad no, Men scenario. No, but he definitely does, though. I think he's just like, oh, you're here too? I guess we'll battle. But he's always a step ahead. He is. I hate that part of it. Yeah. I hate that he's, like, doing better than me. But did you ever really lose to Gary in those games? I feel like I always had a good handle on him. I think I did. That must mean he's a terrible Pokemon trainer. I agree. Because he, by default, I'm pretty sure picks the Pokemon that counters yours, doesn't he? Yes. Because I had Bulbasaur. I think he, of course, I had Bulbasaur. Crazy choice. Crazy I choice. think he had Charmander. I'm pretty yeah, sure. That, I think that makes sense. And I think that makes it in this rock, paper, scissors game of life we call Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> except in Pokemon, they will they will sell you the fact that they're like, Gary doesn't truly love his Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah, his yeah. problem. And you're yeah. like, I don't know. I, I think don't love my Pokemon either. I yeah. just want them to kick Gary's ass. I, I A few hundred of them in, have been in like stasis <laughs> for months. I haven't even visited them at all. I like the idea that you go out and catch a thousand Tauros and Gary comes and throws out his Charmander and you take a thousand Pokeballs and cause a fucking stampede. I don't He's care. Like, that's not, that's not against the rules. I'm like, oh, I'm not playing by rules, Gary. I'm, I, I'm rules. pointing at Gary. I'm like, get him. And they're like, wait, what? Uh, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, kill him. You cut off the head. The body dies too. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Or you look at, you're like, yeah, look at the, whatever, you know, Ratata, and he, it's like he throws out Ratata, and you're like, I will give you a hundred dollars to kill your owner. And he's like, What? Uh, my, my, uh, Tauros, my Tauros just run towards Gary. I huck a mousetrap at Ratata, <laughs> hits him right in the head. Uh, yeah, I call Ratata. It's like, Gary, I call gun, and then just shoot him as many times as possible. I love it. I the love fuck? that Gary's on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hated Gary. I hated, fucking hated, hated to this Gary. day. I hated Gary. Do you have any Gary's in your life? No. No, thank God, because I'd hate them too. Yeah, if you're at home right now and your name's Gary, change it, change it. And sure, Gary, we used to play basketball together mm -hmm. all the time, and you had a great three point shot. Whoa. And I vouched for you to the coach. I thought you should have made the team. I still hated you. Yeah, your name was Gary. Yeah. Stupid name. Fuck off. Yeah, you're always one step ahead of me. You, you slimy fuck. <laughs> Um, my number two, Andrew. Yes. Um, uh, I have not. I don't have much to say about this except. Okay. Would you kindly allow me to start talking about the second greatest villain in gaming history? It's Bioshock's Andrew Ryan. This is my number two as well. Number two. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So mine, yes. I, I, so you said the would you kindly? Yes. I said, 
Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? Ooh. I, Andrew Ryan is such a compelling character yeah. because, you know, we talk at length about Bioshock. You know, funny enough, we have to figure out a way to do it on the, on the we, podcast. We have to, yeah. It's just, it is, I think, singularly my most favorite video game experience of all time. And in no small part is due to Andrew Ryan yes. and the outsized character that he is in the game. Your actual interactions with him are pretty minimal in the long, in, you know, the huge Impactful, scene. literally, but minimal. Yes. I would say so. <laughs> and it just all culminates in this incredible final scene. Yes. But what's really interesting is the character that they that they evolve around that and the, the backstory that you give him. Because in many ways, he doesn't feel like a video game character. He yes. doesn't feel like Goro Bowser. Not at all. He feels like a literature character. Yes. He feels like a character from a book that you're like, man, that fucker. He's yeah. so smart. Yeah. You you're you respect him because you're like, look what he's created. 100%. And the ideology behind it, and even though I don't agree with it, you're like, wow, you really he really did it. Yeah. Good for him. Uh and to the 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 compassionate pathetic nature at the end. Yeah. That he is asking you to yes. kill him. And you have no choice in the matter. I think it's just one of the greatest story arcs of a villain in a video game. I, I totally, like, honestly, almost not even just a video game. Just as it, for memorable moments of interactions between protagonist and villain, that is up there mm -hmm. with some of the best. Um, and it's interesting as well. We keep talking about these games where there is a villain. Mm -hmm. There is the villain. Mm -hmm. The person with whom you have your final battle. And in this one, that is Atlas, a.k.a. Frank Fontaine yep. and nowhere near the, the top 10 on my list no. because not that Frank is bad. Atlas is bad, but because you look so much worse as a villain, especially the fact that you have like a final battle scene where he turns into a, a monster because he's chock full of plasmids. Yeah. Andrew Ryan doesn't need that shit. No. Andrew Ryan is very much more like Richard Schiff as Odin. Mm -hmm. And I think, yes. I think that that goes a long way. Their villainy is in their, their decisions as opposed to their physical appearance. And, and I, I think, I think that's respectable with, with Andrew Ryan. I do. Yeah. One of the first scenes that you have in the whole game is seeing his huge 30 foot bust over only serves, you know, not doesn't serve God or whatever yeah. serves man. And there are no, no, no gods, no Kings, no, no gods, no Kings, only man, something only like man, that. something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and that's the first thing you see is him looking down at you over that. Yeah. And it's that specter that you live this whole game in of that. You're in his world, a yeah. world he created. And yeah. it's not a world like on another planet. It's a world of your, your planet that, that, you know, yes, except everything is just slightly off. And that's because of his, you're inside his mind. Yeah. And I just think Andrew Ryan is just the way that it all culminates to the way it ends. I just think it's such a perfect arc for a character. It's absolutely perfect. Um, also, you talk about a way we can fit Bioshock into the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think if we do that, we also need to have a counter uh, element on the Mushroom Club where we read word for word, page by page, the Fountainhead oh, by, God, by Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand yeah. um, by the way, this is just occurring to me. Frank Fontaine, mm -hmm. the Fountainhead. Yeah. Atlas, mm -hmm. Atlas shrugged. shrugged. Oh, that's probably not a coincidence at all. Yeah, I can't imagine. That is really good. Ayn Rand symbolism is 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 chalk full. Is is all over the place. Ayn Rand yeah, they times. Yeah, like yeah. it's Ayn Rand. It's the teachings of Ayn Rand. So, yes. Uh, yeah, I I think that's so good. I'm so glad we both had him number two on the same, list. Same, same. I I had a feeling, and I had a feeling that my number ten would be your number one as well because yeah. that leaves it up. So uh, I will go with my number one first. Yep. I'm a little surprised this didn't make your list. Okay. Uh, but a villain whom you don't have to understand in order to love their unwavering villainy and unabashed mm. insistence that they have done nothing wrong can't help but endear themselves to me. It's Gladys from Portal. Oh, that's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, that should be on my list. Gladys, you know, we talk about the Dr. Nefarious, the ability to spit in your face and then shake your hand and all is forgiven somehow. Patches is the same. Dr. Nefarious, Gladys the same way. Like, you escape 
the clutches when Gladys sends you to die and you're like, uh, and, and she's like, oh, that was another test. Come back to the main room and mm-hmm. we'll have cake. Like it's, it's so perfect. I love Gladys perfectly voiced, uh, in portal two, you get Steven merchants character, uh, also villainous, not quite as original as Gladys. Yeah. Gladys to me is the peak. Uh, see, I love that. That's a great choice. Yeah. Just, you know, with so few characters in that game, so few voices that are in your head to yeah. have this one antagonist, at, uh, antagonist, antagonist yeah. excuse me, that is that is with you. It's kind of like my Joker pick. Yeah. Where it's like, they don't really leave you. They're always there kind of yeah, going yeah, yeah, like, yeah. now what are you doing? You're like, okay, relax. You know yeah, what I mean? You can't escape. They're always uh-huh. watching. Just needling you yeah. and stuff. I, that's a really good choice. But there's that weird moment in Portal after they, uh, after, after Gladys sends you to die and you escape. And for the first time, Gladys can't see you. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, you're the rat in the wall and ah. she's just kind of sitting there like, where are you? Like now all of a sudden the power dynamic has shifted. What a great fucking feeling. Loved, Loved it. Great. Loved it. Great game. That's a great choice. Your yeah. number one, Gladys from Portal. Uh, my number one is something you've already talked about. It's yep. your number 10. It's going to be Dutch Vanderlint uh, from the Red Dead uh, franchise. Yes. Uh, you know, why? what can I say about Dutch? You know, he is he is Arthur Morgan. He's the gang leader for uh, the main character of Arthur Morgan in Red Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And he is the person that is the first mission that you are ought to kill uh, by John Marston in yep. number one. And so because of the reverse timeline, what's great about Dutch? Wait a second. In Red Dead Redemption 1? Yeah. You kill Dutch Vanderland? Yeah, you go and kill Dutch in the beginning. I honestly didn't even know that. Yeah. That is amazing. Isn't that so great? That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I love that. There's a few of the characters that you re- you recognize from. Uh, I, I knew two. there were others, but yeah. I didn't realize Dutch was the first guy you killed. the first thing. that, And it also helps propel the John Morrison story so much more now yeah. because you're like, I gotta, I'm getting revenge. Yes. Um, That's fantastic. What's great about Dutch, down to the character design and the incredible voice acting, yeah. is you often forget in number two where you spend the majority of time with him, uh, you forget he's a villain. Yeah. Even though you've played the whole game number one and you go, that guy sucks, right? I'm going to kill that guy, right? The whole time you almost forget in this very paternal character that he is a bad guy. He is he is the snake oil salesman. Sure. He is the traveling pastor that so has charming. that is is trying to do the sell you magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you believe him. Yeah. He constantly makes you believe that you have we we just gotta stay together. We just gotta be together here. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't lose faith in me now, yeah. author. You know, and that kind of thing of drawing them back together and the strength of doing it. And in that way is why you realize cults exist in the first place. Like I said, I would fall for a villain like Dutch. A hundred percent. Yeah. He makes you feel needed and wanted. Yeah. And in that way, he can use you to do yeah. whatever you want. And I just, and because he found the perfect disciple in a few of them, but especially in Arthur, who yeah. is genuinely a good person and just wants to do right by things. He's like, well, I don't want to disappoint Dutch. Yeah. Dutch, Dutch. And, uh, and I just, Dutch just is so compelling because he is at every opportunity showing you how evil he can be. Right. He's showing you that he's going to take the wrong turn and yet you forgive him and you move with him, not only because you have to as a video game character, but as a player, you're like, I don't know. I understand why he's coming from. He's yeah. just trying to protect everybody. Man. Dutch Vanderland is just one of those ones that's just going to be an archetype that, that you know, when they talk about making a, a Red Dead into a TV show or into a movie or something like that, you do it not because of John and not because of Arthur. But because you of do Dutch. because of Dutch. Yeah. Because you could see that on character. Somebody just sinking oh, their God. teeth into it. Who has the responsibility of playing Dutch Vanderland? It has to be just oozing charisma. It has to be. And, and that's the thing that you just, I just, it is... In a uh, in a very static world where like it, the, you don't forget for a second that these are fake characters, yep. Dutch felt like a real person. One hundred percent. Now I want to ask you this because you talk about how intrinsically evil Dutch is, mm-hmm. similar to when we were talking about Ellie 
And you said, do you think Ellie thinks Ellie can has the propensity for being evil? Sure. Do you think Dutch believes he's being evil or do you think it's an ends justifies the means kind of thing for him? I think Dutch does a lot of hula hoops to goes through a lot of hula hoops to figure out how he thinks he's doing the right yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think for every one second he is like they're all they're all kind of snakes yeah. in a long way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, uh, he's always playing the long con and yep. he's, you know, whatever. I think they all realize they're in it together. So they're, if they're all, if they're all in the mud, then everyone's dirty kind yeah. of thing. Right. But Dutch, not, I don't think for a second realizes that if he had to, he'd shoot every single one of them. In the That's back. true. That's true. You know, yeah. Yeah. and he does it systematically eliminates all of them. Yeah. Almost, but you like, know? like, like, like stereotypically psychopathic, mm -hmm. I think he would believe that they all have to go to realize this vision that they could have been here to experience had only they listened to him. Exactly. Which is a great, a great character trait to write into someone. And the second that somebody fails or somebody goes, ah, they're betraying us and yeah. now we need to cut them loose. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time they try to tell you, it's not, it's through symbolism, it's through everything. They tell you he's a bad guy. Yeah. He is the man in the literal black hat. Yep. You know, that is trying to be the bad guy. Yeah. And yet, you know what? You're with him the whole time. That big fur black jacket. Oh, and it's just the whole style and the mustache and everything. Oh, it's just, it's just so good. And, uh, and I just, it, you know, much like Andrew Ryan, it's just like, it is telling you what the future of video games will yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like, that's a real person. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Cause I think when we did protagonists, I think Arthur was my number 10 or nine mm -hmm. or something. And was also, you know, like a very similar very to what similar. we've got here. Uh, almost should have predicted it, but man, uh, what a great list. Do you want to recap our absolutely. list? Absolutely. I can start here. Number 10, handsome Jack from Borderlands. Number nine, Goro, four arms, two shoulders. Number eight, <laughs> Odin, Richard Chef. Uh, who's making tens of millions of dollars on The Good Doctor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every time I see an ad for The Good Doctor. I'm like, like how is this still on? It's like season eight or something yeah, like that. Wild. And he's just like, he's like, I think... I think we need to save that life. And they're like, very good. Very good. That's a great He's doctor. A, what Good doctor. Holy. More like the best doctor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, they're like whispering to like, holy shit, that's a good doctor. <laughs> uh, he decided to save that person. Uh, number seven, Mike Tyson from the titular Mike Tyson's punch out. Number six, Wario. Number five, the Joker. Ooh, scars. Number four, Psycho Mantis. Number two, three, Gary from Pokemon. I didn't do the runner up, but it would have been Team Rocket there. Oh, nice. Number yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Ryan. And number one, Dutch Vanderlyn. Amazing. Uh, I've got number 10, Dutch. Dutch. Number nine, the real piece of shit, Gary from Pokemon. Number eight, the caked up Wario. Number <laughs> seven, he is caked up. He's so caked up. He's very you, caked This up. should be illegal when you're walking around with all the cake. What you going to do with all that junk? <laughs> Uh, number seven is the uh, always wonderful Dr. Nefarious. Number six, mm -hmm. the monster that haunts my nightmare, Snacker the Shark. Yes. Number five, the man who knows what you're going to do before you do it, Psycho Mantis. Ugh. Number four, you love to hate him, Patches from Dark Souls. Number three, in my opinion, the most evil person in the Last of Us franchise, yeah. Ellie. Uh, number two, would you kindly give it up for Andrew Ryan? And oh, number one, uh, this is no lie, GLaDOS. I love it. I always imagine them that as we're doing a you know curtain call here, them coming out like the play, and like and it's the villain thing where just the villain shaking each other. Yeah, the villain of the play has to come out and go, uh, just, just joking. Yeah. applause, applause. Thank Man, you. I struggle with uh, standing ovations so much. Okay, I never know when to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to go see Hamilton recently. Oh, um, man of culture. I don't know. If you Absolutely. Why? Well, hey, and I, I'm gonna keep it cool. I like Hamilton. Ooh, he likes Hamilton now. Yeah. I don't love it. You must be some kind of musical theater nerd. <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> no, I fucking love Hamilton. Yes, you so do. when it ended, mm -hmm. like lights go down, lights come up, everyone's on stage. I'm already standing up. Yes. No one around me is until oh. they walk towards the stage and then everyone stands up and I was like, wait, what? I see. That's okay. Yeah. I like right? being yeah. one of the first ones. Same. I like starting the thing and I'm not doing it to be like, 
I did it. Good job. Yes. Oh, look at me. It's more like some people just need a little push and you're like, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, okay yeah. to Let's stand and clap. Yeah. You know, the same way that like, I love like we're at a sporting event or something like that. St not starting a champ, but like when you're the first one to realize something good has happened, it's like, it's okay to clap. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. I, standing ovations are great. You know, great. Like who doesn't want to- Feels great. Makes people rewarded. happy. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know who doesn't? The villains that we just listed. Uh, yeah. These are these are good lists. This, this is also such a broad topic yes. that you at home, you the sweet D-pads listening right now, could come up with some pretty interesting lists of areas that we did not touch. There's there's a few that are obviously going to be, uh, people are going to be well, mad about. Yeah. You want to go through some honorable yeah. mentions? You know, the one I thought you were going to have was Pyramid Head. I, I had Pyramid Head was like number 11, okay. basically. All uh, right. I wasn't, you know, I'm not an enormous fan of the Silent Hill franchise, not because it's not great, just because I'm a coward. Yeah. Uh, but Pyramid Head's design <laughs> is second to none. Uh, I had Ramon Salazar, speaking of scary games from Resident mm -hmm. Evil 4, just a hilarious little piece of shit, much like Gary. Uh, Nemesis from Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I couldn't in good conscience put one of those enemies that is constantly following you and cannot be killed. I do not like those in the survival horror. Voss from Far Cry 3. Mm. 3? Yeah, Three. Um, uh, Michael Mando. Yeah, yes. yes, so good. Uh, of uh, of uh, better, call better call Saul. Yeah, fan. Not Sephiroth sure. from uh, oh, from yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Just so those Busker sword, Buster sword pieces of <laughs> shit. Sword. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wesker from Resident Evil, also a very uh, uh, on its nose uh, villain, capital yeah. V villain. And uh, we already mentioned Revolver Ocelot and Gray Fox. So I had those as well. I had Father Comstock from Infinite. Oh, yeah, I thought about that. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. that's another just great character. I also had Doctor Robotnik. Mm. Uh, even though another classic character of like, what do you put on him? But he has much more an, a more of an angle, excuse me, than a Bowser does. Yes. He's trying to ruin the environment. And he's much more creative than Bowser Absolutely. Is. That's a good point. Yeah. So I kind of thought like, that's clearly like, that's, he has a method. Yeah. And also, trying to kill the environment? What are you out here? What are you mind? doing? That's number one villain talk, man. Do you know what, you, do you, you want to be on the side of climate change? You need to climate change your attitude, my Absolutely. friend. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm revoking that doctorate from what? The University of Big Pieces of Shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you got a doctorate from the University of Big Pieces of Shit, would you decline? You'd be no. like, oh, I don't want to part I'd of this. wipe my ass with it, Andrew. So, hey, that's good. That's, of course, what the graduation ceremony is. Everyone <laughs> walks across, poops on a toilet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit, watch their, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, or whatever. Uh, you could be your mouth, I guess. You know what I got? My, you know what, what I wrote? This is, uh, I'm, I'm surprised you actually brought up this university mm -hmm. and, and my well, uh, eventual doc, doctorate. Yep. Uh, no, but the, the piece of shit university that mm -hmm. you, you talked about them handing over. Okay. All right. My thesis was actually on dung beetles. Really? How, yeah, yeah. Why, why was it about dung beetles? Well, they, they love shit. Mm-hmm. And, and they roll it all up. I was pandering, Andrew. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a psychopath, just like all the villains on this list. I know how to get whatever. Call me Dutch, baby. <laughs> Follow me into the woods again. That's you, right, again. <laughs> do you think when, when uh, Dutch Randallind is, uh, you know, he's on a date with a bill and he's like, do you want to go Dutch? And he winks. Like, <laughs> they're like, uh, do you want to split the bill, really? Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I thought you'd pay the bill, but that's fine. Do you want to get in my Dutch oven? <laughs> That's right. I want to fart under the sheets for you, baby. <laughs> oh, a classic Dutch oven situation. Talk about my bread raising in my Dutch oven. Like, oh, well. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What, what else? else? What, what else? else? Um, um, it's windmills, probably, or something. Uh, windmills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Amsterdam. Yeah. Amsterdam. Uh, 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 hey, my toilet's clogged. Mm -hmm. Can you bring those wooden shoes over here? <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe lin like chocolate lint i don't know oh, you yeah. know what we're gonna work on that but you probably have lots of lists you want to so roll around like lint 
Yes. Lint roller. Can you please clear my lint trap? <laughs> uh, so please send us those lists of what you got so that we, uh, and if also you have more Dutch Vanderlyn puns, let us send them our ways because we're running out. Uh, until the next time we talk to you, we love every single one of you and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Andrew Baskman. With me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself, Mikey Aramore. This is Retrograde Podcast. Game over. <laughs> Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Mikey, bitch. <laughs>